He's so cute. You're such a perv. This guy is a serious musician. This video should be tough. He's too sexy for his shirt. Girls, can't live with him? And shoot him. Make my video. Make my video. Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome listeners to another Arcade Attack podcast. Oh yeah. My name is Dylan. I'm here with Adrian. I'm still here. You're still here, mate. (laughs) I'm here with Keith. Oh. No, Keith. I'm here with Rob. No, Rob. Where the hell is everyone, mate? <laughs> we finally scared them off. We've said the word Jaguar enough we times. S- we said the word Jaguar, and now they've just left us. So <laughs> I think if there's, like, when you say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror, eventually something bad will happen. We said the word Jaguar the, 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 the amount of times needed to, to get rid of everyone. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. It'd be like Beetle, Beetlejuice and Candyman and things That's like it, that. That's it, yeah. Jaguar CD. Exactly. They're all gone. So, <laughs> well, seeing as it's only me and you here, I suppose it's quite a good time to do our possibly our final ever Jag CD Sega slash Mega CD chat. Well, people are probably crying now. <laughs> there are people in the streets crying. Not the last one. You know, they can't, they can't believe this is it, but... Guys, we have been playing a lot of CD peripheral games, haven't we? We have really. I mean, I've been I've been going pretty hard on the old Mega CD stuff the last month in preparation. Uh, and as as Rob's comment on the Retro Hour podcast, yes, I've not done much much research, but <laughs> but my research is my memories from playing the games. Yeah, but, that's how we roll, man. So I suppose for the last time, then I will ask you. So what have you been playing on the Jag CD, Adrian? Um. I've been playing, actually, I finally cracked open Mist. I've had it for a while, but I thought I'd give it a whirl. Oh my god, you've had it for like, since you even had, even yeah. before you had the, C- the, the actual Jag CD, right? It was, but I knew it was a commitment, so I finally got to play it. Oh my god, I just wander around woods. <laughs> wander around oh. woods, putting levers, pressing buttons. Mist is so confusing. Like, yeah. I'm sure everyone is listening and thinking, oh my god. It's like, what the hell does this lever do? I've been stuck here for days. Mm. Uh, but if, if you watch a walkthrough of it, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. It's over in like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. I mean, it's quite clever. Um, it's, the gameplay is pretty good, as in you click around, it's quite fluid. Mm. And it's quite, you know, the graphics are pretty cool. Um, but I really found myself not knowing what to do. 99% of the time. <laughs> You're not alone, mate. I think, I think many, many, many of us have wasted hours on Mist, but, yeah. I mean, you know, it's good. I'm, what, so, have you played any other versions of Mist? Is, is, is the Jag CD version up there? Cause. Well, I always thought Mist was like a, um, a seventh guest kind of game. And I guess there is similarities. Yeah. But seventh guest is, I don't know, you tell me, but I just found seventh, seventh guest. guest you actually have people in it though, don't you? People, I mean, and there's but, more, I know there's puzzles in, in Mist, but it just seems like there's like, Really specific puzzles in in Seventh Guest, which I loved as, back yeah. in the day. Um, but no, I never played Mist before. Mist is like you. It is. When, I remember when I first played it. It was just about enjoying the graphics and kind of wandering around the island and like, oh wow, that looks nice. That looks pretty. Yeah. And oh, I flipped this lever, and for some reason, 
this bridge is now like a jaunty angle or, you know, <laughs> yeah. and running, like going round and around and around. I've got, I bought, I picked up for cheap the other day, Mist 3 on the Xbox. And I haven't got around to playing it because I know that it would just do my head in. Oh, good. I, just, I was like, oh, it's like three pounds or, you know, I'll just get it, but. Well, Dylan, if anyone's listening and they've got an old grandfather clock or even an old sort of big clock tower not working, I've mastered the gears now. I've been playing around with gears, turning them in certain directions and making them in different times. So if anyone needs a bit of hand with fixing clocks, I'm your man now. Wow. There you go. Do it. Do it. There you go. It's an open invitation for everyone. I say, okay, so Mr. is on there. So does it get a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I'd give it right now a sort of medium thumb, as in... I reckon at the, you're right, Dylan. Back in the old mid '90s, early '90s, it would have blown people's minds away. It, sh- it would have shown off the CD-ROM really well. Mm. But for, I think times have changed. I don't like being anti-retro, but it's one of those games where I think, can, do you really want to see yourself wasting so many hours on it? I don't know. On the whole whopping ten games that are on the Jag CD, where, where does it rank? I haven't played all ten, obviously. <laughs> um, it's quite low for me, actually, because, it, it, hey, I, I, I want eye candy. I want stuff in my face straight away, not walking around woods. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's no Vidgrid. It's no Vidgrid. Vidgrid is the opposite of mist, isn't it? You know, let's be honest. It's, it's <laughs> antithesis. Oh, my God. Look. Oh, you know what we're like with pronouncing things? Antithesis of <laughs> mist. Yeah, exactly. Vidgrid. All right. I'm not going to go misty-eyed over it, that's for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, what, what else, mate? What else? Um, the, the game that really attracts me the most, really, I keep going back, is Battle Morph, to be honest. It's just brilliant, I have to say. Yeah? So Battle Morph is up there for me. It's just so, it's, it's like Cyber Morph, but, but better. It's hard to explain, really, but it's, it's, it's just a great fun game. So that's the game I would say is my favourite in my collection. Yeah. I'd yeah. back that, seeing as that's one of the few ones that I've played yeah. on around your house as well. Battle Morph is, it's just a more fun version of Cybermorph, isn't it? Basically. And you've, and you've got Scottish voice, vo- voiceovers. That's right. Like, yeah. come on. Like, you know, what, what else do you need? You know, just give me, give me a Scottish man shouting stuff at me. I'm, I'm there. Yeah, no, exactly. No, it's, it's great fun. Didn't you get Baldies? Or am I making that yeah, up in no, my head? Yeah, I've got Baldies. And Baldies reminds me of a, like a Settlers game. Yeah. Um, again, I have to say, I, I went in there with the right intentions, but I found it hard to. I think the thing with me, and I'm, I'm sure you can agree, Dylan, is it, I'm used to playing these strategy games with, on the Amiga on the PC with a mouse. Mm. Playing with a, a a clunky joypad on the on the old Jag is it just doesn't fit well with me. So when you play sort of strategy games, you want to move your characters around quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm all for the mouse, man. Did they never make a mouse for the for the Jag? I think so no, I don't think so. I suppose it wasn't around long enough for someone to devise one. I think there was, I think it was in development. I don't. I might people shouting at me right now, but I think there were some ideas of getting it released, but never actually happened. I suppose the the nearest thing you'd get is that there's that um, there's a guy that we interviewed called Nicholas Persine, and he makes those rotary controllers, doesn't he? He sent me one, didn't he? So oh, you got one? I've got one. Yeah, I've been playing. Yeah, I've been playing Tempest on it a bit. So is, I, yeah, I thought, yeah, is it a bit better? For doing the moving the cursor around the screen, have you used that on this? Um, no, but it's perfect for Tempest because you can sort of just flip really yeah. the tube shooter, obviously. But yeah. not sure it'd be good. It was those etch sketches. It's a bit like that. Can you imagine moving around people? It's on like etch- okay, all right. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like an analog stick. Oh, it's just literally no, it's just, just it's like a, a it's like a um. I want them twisty dial. Just a twisty, things. just an etch scratch twitchy oh, thing. My, oh my god, I've got completely the wrong end of the stick there. I literally thought that he turned it into an analog. No, an analog but stick. As you can tell, perfect for um, Tempest 2000. 
It would only work for Tempest. Yeah, cheap shit is only. Oh my god, he's made a controller just for Tempest. I mean, you know, any Jag fans out there who want a great controller for Tempest, that's the one. Definitely, man. I'm so bad at Tempest as well. well that, that's got to be another podcast. <laughs> um, I know it's not really a CD one, but I've been playing more sort of traditional Jag cart games, believe it or not. How Dude, crazy is that? That's not what the podcast is about. <laughs> but that's, that's my... I have been playing some CD games, but... I, I tell you what, though, I keep looking out for a cheap Highlander because that's the game I really want to get my head, my hands on, really. Because it's so. There was a Highlander game on the Jag. It is, and it's it's uh, based on the cartoon series. There you go. So it's pretty cool. Oh, it's wow, an exclusive okay. Jag CD game, so no no other versions. Um, Do we know how much you'd end up paying for one of those? You can get it for about fifty, sixty quid. But I'm just trying to trying to look for a sort of bargain, a cheaper version if I can. I'm keeping an eye open for it. Is there anyone that can get you a dodgy copy? <laughs> Maybe. You know people, man. Yeah. There can only be one. Highlander style. There can only style. be one. There can only be one. All right. Um, all right. Interesting. Interesting. So, with my Mega CD, so all, all of these podcasts, I've noticed there's been a bit of a trend. So, what I've been playing are enhanced Mega Drive games. Mostly, okay. right? So, like the platformers, like Terminator. Stuff like Sonic CD, which is pretty much just the Mega Drive game. Mm. Um, but I've, I've finally crossed the border, man. I've finally gone, right, let's play some FMV games. No way. So I've been playing an absolute buttload of FMV games. <laughs> and, oh, I think FMV is a funny thing, right? Cause the Jag CD tried to make a big thing of it as well, isn't it? So basically all it, is it is adding is CD quality audio yeah and FMV CD uh, oh, oh, yeah. CD CD quality audio which on Streets of Rage get this right so there's a CD, yeah I'm listening I think I might mention this in another, one of our podcasts but on the Mega CD there is a arcade collection and on it is I think it's just one of like the the Mega Games things but put on a CD yeah they they have proper sound effects for Streets of Rage so you're the Street of Rage look exactly the same, but all, everything that Axel and Adam and Blaze are, are doing are all actual, like, voice actors. Can you try and give me some sort of... Exo- how do they list... How do they I do can- No, no, no. <laughs> um, so, you know when they, like, when they roar and stuff, when, they, when they're doing, um, yeah. like, the little roundhouse kicks and stuff at the end of their... Like, rather than it being a blurry 16-bit roar, it's an actual person going... Rawr! It's weird because it doesn't go because you're looking at 16 bit graphics yeah. and you're hearing like CD quality or it's just, it's just really odd. Can you imagine? It's an odd, odd thing. Sega going, oi, we need to hire some voice actors. I wonder why they <laughs> thought it was a good idea. I mean, I just, I just don't get it. But, but, but Dylan, is, is it like the same CD version game or is it just enhancing the cartridge? It's an, what do you mean? Oh no no oh no! It's it's its own CD game. Well, that's why then, isn't it? They, they can't just sell the same game. They're just trying to make it a little bit better, or just make it stand out a bit, right? They're just trying to flog it, man. You're basically, yeah. They're basically just trying to flog it. But I'm sure some like a lot. Of, I've never seen. I had to copy it from a from a ROM. Then I'm sure other people have actually bought the thing, but but I've that's never seen it in the wild. I've never seen it in the wild, dude. So mm. because Final Fight Two on the Mega CD is brilliant, right? Final Fight CD. CD, sorry. Yeah, that, then that's a good version, isn't it? Oh, it's a great version. Whereas, but that was never released in the Mega Drive. Is that right? Am I talking rubbish? No, Final Fight was never released in the Mega Drive. It was released on the SNES. Mm. And the SNES version, you can only have three sprites on the screen at the, at the same time. 
There you go. It was. I just. I had to. I had to mark it down for that. But they they managed to get around there for Final Fight Two on the snows. But yeah, Final Fight CD I think blows them both away. It's almost apart from slightly blurrier faces on the characters. Fair enough. It's pretty much the same. So yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it any day. And also like the nice the nice voice acting in the intro is very good. Good. <laughs> good. People have not heard that before. I would suggest having a little walkthrough. Um, have a little watch through of that. Um, but yeah, FMV games. So I want to hear more, yeah. I've kind of put to, you know, put aside my FIFA with the extra sound effects, my NHL with extra sound effects. And I've gone, all right, FMV stuff. Yeah. What are the big ones? The big ones. <laughs> so the big, big one, I suppose, was, well, we've, sp- we've spoken about Night, I think Night Trap is the only one that we've spoke, spoken about in any great, great detail yeah. before. And that's good. I'll, you know, you know, people, people are divided on Night Trap, but. I love that. That's that's funny, isn't it? It's just a funny game. So, I've been playing the Make My Video games. Good. Yes, yes, yes. So, for those not familiar, Make My Video was, um, can I say it was groundbreaking? Possibly not groundbreaking. It was was made by the same guys, the same guys that made Night Trap. So, Tom Zio, I think our friend... Rob Fulop might have been involved at some point Robin, as well. Yep, yep. Rob Fulop. Well, that's so, it, yeah. so make my videos. They are, there are a couple of them. I think, uh, so the one I've got, the one I played the most of is the Marky Mark one. <laughs> Hello, Mark Wahlberg. Yep. We remember what you were doing before you were an actor, mate. Don't worry. Um, so we're doing that one. And, um, but there is an in excess one. I think there's a crisscross one. Do you remember them? Oh man, crisscross will make you jump, jump, jump. jump. yeah. So they only had, they only had one song, that one. But yeah, so they had that one. They wore their jeans back to front, didn't they? That was their kind of gimmick. Was that their gimmick? I think so. Did they end up walking backwards then? <laughs> yeah. They're like moonwalking at all times. Can you imagine? How would you actually walk in a straight line? Like, that just wouldn't even be possible, would it? <laughs> but, but yeah. So, okay. So the, the whole purpose of it is, yeah, you're sort of making your own video, but it's not as sophisticated as you might think. So uh. I thought, oh, you know, I was expecting like, like a, st- yeah, you know, you walk into like a little studio, you got little clips, you know, like when you, when like really basic video editors, I thought, oh yeah, it's a bit of that. Yeah, you yeah. know, grab a bit of this, grab a bit of that. No, what it is, is there are, you look at the screen and there are three, three videos playing all with, all with, a, um, one with A under it, one with B under it, and one with C under it. And, all it, and you can see, and they're all synced to the song. So right, you, that's you clever. choose, you choose, there's only three songs. So per music artist, there's only three songs to play with. And you choose your one, you choose your one track. So it plays the song. And what they've done is they've taken the actual music video. Yeah. For the, for the, um, for the song. And split it with other stuff that syncs with the song. I don't know, I can't read, really, I don't know how to explain it because you've not seen it. So you've got the original, explain. the original music video is one option. Yeah. So, so you can, so when you're looking at A, B, and C, yep. so the three ones playing, you can see one of them, it's usually A, that has, that starts with the, um, the normal yeah. video. Then you've got two other ones that have taken splices from cartoons, old, um, sitcoms, stuff yeah. like that. And they're all synced to the, to the lyrics of the song. So that was that that itself must have taken quite a bit of wow, time yeah. to 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 um, research and put together. So you've got these things, and what it does, you can't just leave it on A because they 
take the music video and splice it with the other two. Yep. So it might be showing in A for like the first 10, 20 seconds, and then it will be showing in B. So if you switch it around, you can kind of make a video that's exactly the same as the the other video. But why would you do that? I suppose you might be thinking of playing VidGrid. <laughs> you might be playing VidGrid. <laughs> um, oh, that was the whole point of VidGrid, wasn't it? Yeah, you got to try and rearrange. It, so actually kind of... get the yeah. So there wasn't there wasn't anything else spliced in, wasn't it? It was just you had to rearrange Re- the, 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 the panels, twist them around and stuff. So you get the actual video. But yeah, so so with this, it's. So you can do it, but I, I really like, I really like how they put in the cartoons and stuff. And you, who's in the cartoons? Can you, are they just random American cartoons? I, I don't, you know, they're from like the, the 50s and 60s and cool. it's just, so it, it looks, you know, cause a lot of like music videos try and do yeah. that and yeah. put in those funny like little clips. And if it's done well, it looks pretty cool. It does. Um, guess how cool my, my video looked. I want to see some of the first of videos. I played it. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, it was not good. It was not good. Um, uh, but I thought, oh, you know, it's something could, that I've made. Can you save them? Can, once you complete them, can you save them somehow? Oh, I don't suppose you can burn them. I to think s- you can, actually, oh, really? because the cool. Mega CD has got internal memory. And mm. as long as that, that's been looked after, then you can save your... See, if I, if I dig it out again, I could probably, you know, rewatch that. It, it's, uh, the, the other thing that's really 90s about it is when you load it up, Smarky Mark one is really funny, because you've got, I'm assuming, a brother and sister. Or they're possibly friends. They must be about... 10, 11 years old. Yeah. And the girl says, Oh, Marky Mark is really fit or really hot or something. Ooh. It's a bit, it's a little bit creepy. And then for some reason, a boxer comes into it. So these two kids have now gone to a boxing ring. Yep. And now there's a boxer and it says something like, I can't remember exactly. It says something like beat the boxer or something. <laughs> so hold on. So I have to mix this video to beat the boxer. It's like they've tried to like, so it's like more FMV and this, this boxer is, he's either boxing one second or he's being like really camp the next second. It's just really. It sounds like Parappa the Rapper kind of. You got to do the right sort of. A bit. Yeah. A bit. It was like, it was like the groundwork for. Do you, for do you reckon they got, they had a game and they thought we need to make it a little, we need to add an extra sort of option on. Let's just put a. Yeah. Like we can't just put these three songs on a blank screen. Let's get some <laughs> characters in. Let's get some FMV with some pre-recorded scenes. A bit like Night Trap. Um, of, I'm assuming a brother and sister wanting to beat a boxer through remixing a video. It's, and that is it. It's plausible. It's Unlikely, plausible. but plausible. So, <laughs> so if you think that, okay, so it runs for the duration of the song and there's yeah. three songs. These games, which would have cost about 30, 40 pounds, mm-hmm. or mega CD games, were, were, more they were quite expensive, expensive weren't they? they? Uh, so yeah, 30, 40 quid and for about 12 minutes of entertainment. So if you got that on Christmas, if you got that like Christmas time or for your birthday, you're like, oh, thanks, mommy. I really love Marky Mark. He's like my idol. And then, oh, 15 minutes later, like, uh, can I have another game, please? But Dylan, you can rearrange these videos many times, can't you? So it, it is almost endless in that sense, correct? It is. You are completely correct. And you can press ABC like in weird different things and make different videos. Does, does each clip last like five seconds? If you press B, it does it, it, it really instantaneous. So what it is, is if you just leave it run on one of the windows, yeah. it plays with the whole duration of the song. So yeah. you literally, so you've got three, like three videos that someone has made and you just switch between the three as to what you see and that makes your video. Oh, that, so, I, think that, oh, I think that explains that much better actually. Yeah. So you've got three sil- yeah. simultaneous videos and then you choose, like, on the screen, it shows you what button you've pressed, and it records it. So it's like A, and then B, and then C. 
So then it plays it all and then it plays it back to you and say, oh, that's, that's the video you've made. Well done. Is there, who, who are the artists singing? So there is the, the Marky Mark Marky one. Mark. In Excess. Yeah. Criss Cross. And there's another one. On a separate games or in this on one game? Separate games. So wow. You, you so have yeah. To, so basic, you have to pay for each different music artist. It's if you could great. choose any music artist, who would you choose if you could have one of these back crazy? In the, back in those days or back now? Uh, two separate questions then. Okay, back in those days. Uh, I don't know why, but Banana Rama just <laughs> springs right to mind. <laughs> oh man, I used to love Banana Rama. Yeah. Or Aha. Yeah, Aha. Or like a Spandau Ballet one. I mean, oh, he's showing my cool. age now. Yeah. A Spandau Ballet one. I'll tell you what, Peter Gabriel would be quite good with all these crazy videos. Oh yeah, because you can have like the crazy sledgehammer video anyway, mm. and then like cut in some other stuff and, as well. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe someone could make, make, like, more make my video games. But they want more relevant artists, so who would you want today? Um, I don't like current day music. <laughs> I'm old. Uh, who, would, who do you like? I don't really like current music either. What's wrong with us, man? I know, we're, we're just old like men. Too, we're just two grumpy old men. I saw a really good picture, Dylan. It, was, it showed the MTV Awards in 1985, the big nominees. Oh, yeah. And they showed the MTV Awards nominees for 2019, and I'm like, I know every one of these 85 artists, these are big players, like Aerosmith, yeah. and you know, these are massive. The ones that, <laughs> I was like, I don't recognise half these people. <laughs> oh my God. Is that just because we're old or because music now just is no good? Or maybe they should release it for us so we get to know the artists a bit more. What do you reckon? They can aim for us. Yeah, why don't they do that? I think Chris Cross will return. They should come back with a new album. Chris Cross, but if they've, like, you know, if they've stopped walking backwards, then they <laughs> yeah. can come over here and then we can, we can get them on there. So, so yeah, so the Make My Video thing was very interesting. Very nineties, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can just get get a blank CD and just burn it and and enjoy it on your mega CD. Uh what else? All right, so Sewer Shark, you heard of this? I've heard of this. So Sewer Shark was one that I, I wanted to pick up. So that that from from memory, it got quite good reviews. Yeah, like I didn't. Like I said, I've not done a great deal of research on this, but <laughs> so what Sewer Shark is is you are in the sewers. You are um, a guy. So you're like a co-pilot. For a guy, so you're like a team, and you're in a spaceship, and you're in the sewers, and you basically have to find your way out of the sewers and shoot loads of rats. Right. So what it, am I selling it it's to you? FMV. So it looks it's pretty FMV. So what it is yeah. is what you're looking at is sort of recorded. They've gone through a pipe or something, and it's yeah, they've they've filmed it. So you can see at the top, there's like a little. It's like a little direction arrow thing and it shows you. So you move the cursor around and it also like moves you through this map. And if you don't, if you don't go the right way, then you see like a bit of FMV of you like blowing up. Is it a bit like cliffhanger view as in the shooting bit? Uh, the cursor. I'm not playing cliff. What? The no, not, not cliff. Sorry, I'm talking in Demolition Man. Sorry. We played. Oh, the 3DO one. That kind of, <laughs> that view. Uh, a bit. That one's quite static, though, isn't it? You kind of like look yeah, it's static, isn't it? So with this, it's like moving. So it's like it's like you're moving through the tunnels, and you're just you move around the um, the target, and then I think I think the, the the rats and stuff are drawn are drawn on. So when you shoot them, they explode. Well, that sounds cool. It is. Is it a bit grainy? I take it it's a bit it's grainy. It's grainy as hell, but it's again, it's really nineties. It's quite a, it's quite a fun game. It's the mazes. I kept on blowing up all the time because I didn't really like really realized what i was doing so i kept the i kept the for the first couple of times i played it i kept the target in the middle of the screen 
occasionally blew up a few rats and things. Yeah. And then just kind of just kept blowing up. And I was like, what is going on? And then I read up about it a, a little bit and I was like, oh, you have to follow the arrows and stuff and actually like make sure that you uh. go when you like, you know, when you need to go a certain way in this maze. Cause they were like, it's just mazes. It's just mazes where you have to go the right way and then you get to the end of it. So I started getting the hang of it. But so yeah, sewer shark. Would you say it literally or even figuratively jumped the shark that game? Jump the shark. <laughs> Can you jump the shark in the game, literally? Yeah, you can't, what, you can you shoot the, sharks? Uh, no, you can't shoot sharks. Oh. I don't, maybe you can, actually. Dude, I, I didn't get very far in it. <laughs> it's probably the boss. You know how bad I am at video games. So <laughs> You got to the first rat and you ran, ran back to safety. I felt, yeah, I was like, oh, I want to stop. Take me home. I want to stop. I've had enough of this. <laughs> so that was Sewer Shark. I wanted to play a game called Microcosm, which I think is very similar. I think it's like an inner... Have you seen the film Inner Space? I love that film. I think what they've done with that is try to make it like inner space, but I couldn't get a ROM of it working from sites that I know. So I, that film always used to freak me out, though. Do you know, I don't know why it was the. Um, oh, I loved oh. when he has to go for the body. So oh, it's a very good game, a very good film actually. Martin Short steals that that film. He's excellent when he when he has to. Oh yeah, I'm just yeah. when he's like when they like inject him first and like Thingy Bob has to try and make contact with him. And he thinks he's going mad. Is it Bill Paxton? Or that, no, Dennis Quaid. Oh, that's it. Sorry, and yeah, Dennis sitting, Quaid. And he's sitting in the uh, the doctor's lounge, isn't he? And he's talking to him in his head, and he thinks he's schizophrenic. It's brilliant. It just it's, it doesn't get enough recognition that that film. I must watch it again. It's never on the telly anymore. No, we noticed. Oh. I used to always watch it as a kid. But yeah, so microcosm. Uh, if I manage to get it, I'll, okay. If this is gonna be our final chat about it, obviously. We're, They'll have well, to be between you and me. But. You never know. We might get enough demand. We want to. It's like um, the Rocky series. Well, dude, I think you're you're out of Jag CD games, aren't you? Well, no, I've got. Well, I've got a bit more to talk about. Oh, here, okay, okay. But All right, we'll there. We'll I still about. want to. Um, there's still a few other games I'll play. Like like this Brain Dead 13. I'm desperate to play, which is really expensive. On which is it kind of like a space ace um, Dragon's Lair game. It's like a reactionary. Reactionary. I don't know what the genre is really, but it's it's yeah. It's real time. Quick time events, yeah. real time, quick time. I don't know. I don't know what they call QTEs, RTs, something like that. So yeah. it is a whole genre. I'm whole sure genre. we'll be talking about that genre in a few weeks' time. Well, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what? What is okay? So is it what? What? What makes it special? Like compared to like, Dragon's Lair and that? Uh, it's got a clown in it called Fritz. There you go. Sold it. They actually put it on the box, starring Fritz, as in as in Fritz is a really well known video wow. game character. I mean, if you've got Fritz on board, you want to like, you know, want to <laughs> you want to promote that, you know. We yeah. have Fritz, exactly. So it's like you know, we have chips, you know, <laughs> exactly. The big guns, yeah. Okay, Brain Dead Thirteen. All right. If uh, I wonder if anyone's got that at home, let us know. Let us know if it's any good. The most expensive Jag CD game, I think, is still Primal Rage, though. That is a joke, right? Yeah. No, it's not. Oh, it's true. No, I know it's not a joke, yet, but it's a joke. <laughs> like Primal Rage. I don't, I don't like that game. I tell you, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, par- I'm partial. I think it's a riot as a beat 'em up, um, as a fighting game, I should say. But it's... that is, that is a button. If you've ever seen a button masher, that, that, that is a button masher, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, isn't it? I, I don't, don't I think I remember any of the moves of any of the, of any of the dinosaurs. Yeah, it's just Avit with well, a gorilla as well. Don't forget. Oh, the gorilla. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like the main character actually, isn't he? The he's on the front cover. Yeah. Which okay. is weird, isn't it? Because you think they make a dinosaur at the time, like Jurassic Park and stuff. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, mad gorillas were, were in fashion back in the Congo days. and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, have you got any other games you've been playing then? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm still on the FMV thing. 
So Sewer Shark, yeah, good, yeah. Um, make your own video, the half. Um, Sherlock Holmes. Ah. You know, because I've been watching a lot of Sherlock, and I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that series. The, old the BBC. Benedict, yeah, old, the BBC one. Yeah. yeah. Um, not the fourth season, which is a complete mess. But yeah, I've seen all the seasons now, and I, it does go downhill a bit, doesn't the it? The first, yeah, the first three seasons are great, and then as soon as it, it's like it's taken the mick out of itself. But watching, just rewatching the first three seasons again, I was like, oh yeah, I, I remember there was like a Sherlock Holmes games on on the Mega CD. Oh my god, the acting is bad in those, but it's good though, like because you have to obviously solve um, mysteries yep. and you have to pick up the clues. It's not the greatest thing I've ever played on the Mega CD. Is it like an adventure game then? It is, yeah. Just you're Sherlock Holmes, and yeah. like you just kind of interact with people, and you choose what to do, and yeah. it's all right. It's all right. I was going to play the sequel as well, but then my son, who's almost two years old, took it upon himself to take the CD and rub it around on the floor. So it's now scratched the cell, and I couldn't be. It's like a mystery, it. wasn't it? Who can solve this mystery of the broken game? Yeah, I was like, oh man, who did this? Oh yeah, who could solve it, and who actually did it? Yeah. So he would have put his hand up both times. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's clearly you that did it, isn't it, Ted? So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, mate. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Sherlock Holmes, that's, that's another one of note. I've copied a, another couple more that I haven't had a chance to play before this podcast. So there was Time Gal, which I've heard is really good. That's a bit like Dragon's Lair and stuff. So again, that's, I think that's real time events. I think you've got, from what I remember, I think you've got like sort of orbs and things that, oh, yeah. the up, down, left, right, and it flashes. And I think you just have to press. Press the direction and then it does whatever you do. So I'm going to get around to that at some point. Um, Road Avenger. Road Avenger. You Road Avenger? I've seen the front cover, I think. It's um, it's quite a big seller, wasn't it, for the Mega CD? Yeah. So Road Avenger in our circles is very well respected. Is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's got a great soundtrack. It's got a great soundtrack. I When I played it last... I think I, after the last time we recorded a similar kind of podcast, I had it a go of it and I couldn't get past the first level. Mm. So I spoke to my, to, to my good Twitter friend. Nothing unusual there, Dylan, with your gaming skills. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty bad. But I thought, oh, this, something is up with this. I was yeah. like, you know, this game can't be, I mean, if people love it, like, mm. it can't be that bad. So I spoke to my good friend and Twitter legend, Simon Locke, Egan, yeah. at, Egginson, so I think you guys should really follow him if you're not already. So it's at A E R G A N. I hear he's a Road Avenger master. He's a Road Avenger master. And I was telling him, I was like, this game has like proper, like proper lag. And I didn't pick up because this was when I was having it run on one of my old HD TVs. Because a lot of my Mega CD stuff worked great anyway. But for some reason, I was like, oh my God. And he's like, is there like, you know, is is the lag ridiculous? I was thinking, oh, it's kind of ridiculous. So he's like, why don't you try it, obviously, with a CRT uh, or a different telly? So, as you know, I've not got a big CRT. So I tried it on um, an older HDTV I've got. Yep. And it actually worked properly Whee! now. I actually got past the first level. I got up to, I think, about the fourth level, fourth or fifth level. So, again, for people who don't know what Road Avenger is, it's a not really a driving game. So if you, you it loads up and you are in a car. Yeah. And it's showing you, and it's giving you instructions. So again, it's like Dragon's Lair and stuff. So it's yeah, telling yeah. you, but it's a bit more like, so you've got to like, when, when it says left, you've got to hold down left. When it says right, you've got to hold down right. And it plays the action as you're doing it. So it doesn't just play the clips. It kind of plays it up to a point. So if you don't hold down right or hold down left for a, as long as you need to, 
then you end up crashing and stuff. And well, that sounds interesting. It is, and you've got a brake and a turbo button as well, which makes it even trickier. So, <laughs> so if you put it on normal, you've got normal and hard difficulty settings. Uh, it is quite tricky to kind of pin down when to brake, when to turbo, and you do die a lot. Like I died, like you know, even getting up to that four, like it was fun because it just re- it restarts it. You get a load of lives. You can get about five lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have a go at it. So yeah, brilliant. You know, I think the graphics are really nice. They're really nicely drawn. It's like a cartoon. So it's like it's like you're in something like Sp- Speed Racer. That's the one. Yeah, because whenever was that one with the two cars, wasn't yeah, it? it's that cartoon series, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it's it's, exa- it's sort of like being in that. So, but you get you can't you don't choose what to do. You obviously got to follow it mm. and then get to the end of the cartoon. But it's this the game. Always see when you look at Mega CD games, always the 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 the, the box that I like the look of. I love that sort of animation. So. Oh yeah, man, yeah, it's really good. But if you want a boxed copy of it, I think it's going for something like sixty, seventy quid Ooh, now. Sugar. <laughs> but a lot of the games that that you want, you know, a lot of the games that that are sort of worth are worth getting. Are that kind of money now? So wow. Final Fight CD seventy quid, something like Sil- Silpied, Silfied <laughs> Sil- that I mentioned last time. You get for about twenty quid. So that's better. You take the rough with the smooth, don't you? I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat what I, what I love about Silpied again. So so Silpied is shoot up, shoot them up. Yeah. But it's got the FMV rolling in the background, so you can see the spaceship, so you can see things blowing up. You're not interacting with it, but it's kind of. Giving you a background. Well, it couldn't it. have been a Mega Drive game, could it? Let's be honest. No, that's what. No that's why I think the games in the Mega CD had to stand out. So the ones you're describing, at least they're a bit different. Un- unlike Streets of Rage, you're saying, is that right? Yeah. So the Streets of Rage thing with the, you know, that was just that's just one of Sega's many mm. kind of, you know, which is I've, I've actually heard, for example, didn't they could have made Primal Rage originally? It was supposed to be a kart game with Jaguar, yeah. but they thought, well, let's make it a CD game because you know. But it really could just fit in a cart, so it's yeah. nothing too special. Yeah. So it's a it's shame. A shame. Yeah, because yeah. you know, you know what I what I think about Sega regurgitating their content for, yeah. you know, the Mega Drive Mini aside. I think a lot of those collections could have, yeah. could have probably been canned. But anyway, anyway, uh, but yeah. So yeah, the, those. I think. Hold on. I think Rob's at the door. Hold on. <gasps> Why don't you tell um, the the listeners some things about? Well, I've, peripherals well I've going, got some questions. I, I, I'll, I'll chip this bit off. You can always join in, Dylan, because I asked Atari some questions regarding the Jag CD. So the first question I asked was, was there any chance the Jag CD could have been successful? And if so, how could this have happened? And I've got some interesting responses. So I've got some great answers here. So um, Dylan and Robbie will be chipping in soon with their responses. Uh, but Clint Thompson on Atari Age Forum, he was like, he said, if someone other than Atari was running Atari, perhaps. So if, if, if a different company like Sega were running Atari, maybe the CD could have been successful. All right. Okay. Uh, Sir Lynxalot chipped yeah. in. Yeah. And he said it could have been successful only if the Jaguar was successful itself, which are my myriad reasons for why the Jag base system wasn't a raging success. But many could be boiled down to the lack of impressive looking games early on in the system's life, yeah. and Atari's lack of money and other resources. Lost Dragon, friend of the show, yeah. he said, not under the Tremels. Oh. And not as a simple, dumb storage medium. 
<laughs> released late in the machine's commercial lifespan and with titles like Blue Lightning, Dragon's Lair and Primal Rage. Oh, Blue Lightning. We haven't, talked, we haven't spoken about Blue Lightning. Well, I we? think we did. Like, it's, we did and it was, we? it's not worth talking about. No. It's, no. it's robbing the house. Oh, I think we've got, we've got it. There's, there's, there was somebody at the door. Here he I is. I've been here all the time. Since, uh, <laughs> I think everyone's made some very important points and there's a lot to think about and I definitely know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, um, Lost Dragon goes on. He said, for a real, for an add-on to have any real success, it needed exclusive AAA software. Blue Lightning should never have been the in-game pack for a start. Oh, God. I mean, the, that was just... Yeah, yeah, it's... Look, Vidquid I like. That was a va- that was the packing game. I yeah. thought that was quite quite original. It's, you know, it might run out... You know, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Mm. But Blue Lightning is, is almost unplayable. Um, this was supposed to be the device which allowed the developers to fully exploit the Jaguar's potential and put it on a level playing field with the PlayStation and Saturn, according to Atari. How? It was just an extra storage capacity... Oh man, lost Lost Dragon Man. He's he's biting hard. It's just an extra storage capacity. Um, And he finally says, looking back, no wonder Atari Atari constantly showed the device running FMV clips from movies at trade shows. They had sweet FA in a way of software ready for it. Oh, yeah. Look, Rob's happy. He's he's nodding in agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Vidgrid was still worth it. (laughs) Yeah, Vidgrid is totally worth it. Just put Vidgrid on the shows. Everyone love a bit of Vidgrid. They'll think in Atari. (laughs) Um, Arcadia. He said, no, not really. Not even the Bearmuff. Bearmuff. Beermoth Sega had much success with a CD add-on. Full circle, Dylan. Easy. Granted, the Jag CD was half the price. There you go. This is looking up. It wouldn't have mattered. The only chance oh. the Jag CD would have been successful would be if the Jag had a CD from the beginning. Man, see, that is the thing, isn't it? Why, yeah. didn't, they, why didn't they just make the Jag a CD machine in the first place? 64-bit. 64-bit, baby. 64-bit CD machine, man. They, they, they should have just done that. Shouldn't but they? I asked another question. I asked three questions in title. So second question. Are you ready oh, for this, Dylan? Go on, then. And Rob, this is going to blow your mind. This might change your mind, finally. Which three dream games do you feel would have been the most popular slash influential if they were released on the Jag CD back in good old 95? Do you want to chip in some ideas? Duh. Dream games can be anything. In, within, yeah, really. Resident Evil? Possibly. It could have just about, maybe. That's a good question. Yeah. I'd always go Street Fighter 2 as the reflex for that. Well, like whatever a, the latest really... Street, the arcade, whatever version was latest in the arcade. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, maybe. But Dylan, they already have Primal Rage, just saying. They already have Primal <laughs> Rage. <laughs> I've got here, so Clint Thompson, he says, obviously, Black Eyes, White Noise, we spoke about that. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 3. All right. Oh, my words. I almost... I tell you what, Atari Age. I chucked in a grenade on that forum recently uh, because we. That's bu- a bit harsh. Well, no, we did that re- recent interview. <laughs> <laughs> not literally <laughs> I found their servers and tried to get <laughs> no we, we did that interview recently on my, my with Tao and he said oh yeah I've been I've seen Mortal Kombat 3 was, was being worked on the Atari Tao Funky Billu that's yeah. the one and, and a, a lot of people I'm, you know, I'm not just being honest said that's a load of rubbish it was never being made uh, but there's there's different questions about Mortal Kombat 3 uh, where, mm-hmm. but it, it was at least penciled in for the, for the Jaguar maybe not the CD but that would have been cool wouldn't it Rob yeah, yeah. a good fighter um, Sir L- links a lot. He's back again. Oh yeah, hello. he said dream games. Probably anything 3D with texture mapping released in the PS1 launch lineup. Yeah, more realistically for the hardware question mark. Maybe Need for Speed One, Mortal Kombat Three, or Road Rash. Oh my God, the Jag needed a good racing game. Mm. Pu- didn't it have? Um... It's got a good racer on the CD. It's uh, not checkered flag. It's um, oh, what's it not called? checkered flag. Not no. checkered flag. Oh my, um, 
Oh, it escapes me now, but it's not a bad race for a pound. What's the one that's a bit like rock and roll racing? Oh, you're talking about Atari carts? No, the one that where you... Um, oh, you're talking about... This, the isometric-y one. That's, that's good. That's... Um, oh, blimey, my brain's gone. Oh, it's got Atari carts as well. So Atari it's got carts Atari carts and that one I'm thinking of. The other one, which I do like. Um, You've got it. I've got it. I should know it, shouldn't I? I'm, it'll come to me. It'll but Jack, you only made like 20 games. You've got all of them. <laughs> come on. Most of them. Stephen Moss. He said, having, having anything that went on to become a big series of games, i.e. Tomb Raider, the Madden games, Tiger oh, Woods, yeah. maybe AVP, Alien vs. Predator, with more and bigger levels and better graphics. Yeah. Not many FMV games around except VidGrid, so either American Hero, with both its F- FMV novelty and somewhat adult content, or Black Eyes, White Noise, would have, been gener- would, would have generated a lot more interest in the Jag CD unit. Yeah. And good old um, Lost Dragon, he said, I'm sticking to actual Lost titles, not nonsense stuff here. And he's putting brackets, Tomb Raider, Quake and Resident Evil. There you go, Dylan. Oh. He's poo-poo's your answer. Oh. He said, Jaguar needed titles like Legions of the Undead, huh? Black Eyes, White Noise, and oh, yeah. <laughs> Dactyl Joust. So you just, just wanted it to be different, right? So yeah. yeah, I'm sure Dactyl Joust would have saved the system. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, you don't know much about Dactyl Joust, thank you very much. That would that would have saved it. Yeah. Um Oh, here you go. He, 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 he puts a boot in our god lost dragon. He says, Amiga slash NES MD 3DO CD32 ports were the last thing it needed, as was Atari texture mapping games, just to try and compete with rival systems. He said, give it enough tripway exclusives to make it viable as a second system for gamers and, and pray you can keep public and publishers interested long enough to ensure Jaguar 2 stands a chance. Hmm. It didn't really have a chance, did it, the old Jag CD? And yeah. Arcadia finally said, Nothing Atari themselves could muster. Perhaps one of the, <laughs> perhaps one of the Sega games that Atari had a contract with, with Sega to be released on the Jag. Maybe Shining Full CD. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think there are rumours that Atari and Sega were quite close to getting a contract going, a sort of deal between the two companies. God, it's one of these like sliding doors moments. It you really like was. sliding doors moments. Maybe a sliding doors game based on the movie. Can you imagine? Gwyneth Paltrow, F&V film. Uh, a game. I'd buy that. Watching the movie was bad enough. <laughs> oh, we're fans, aren't we, Dylan? We're fans. So if we if we like take a vote as to who likes sliding doors, it's so basically like Dragon's Lair, but uh, <laughs> yeah, with Gwyneth Paltrow in. Oh, yeah. I'd play that game. I would play it. Gwyneth Paltrow, if you're listening, get on board. And we need to get Aqua on board with the soundtrack. <laughs> I actually did watch. Uh, I know we're going off a little off topic here, but I watched Sliding Doors a few months back. It's, Why? Did it ages uh, for the first well. time. Um, it. Uh, no, I was going to say. It, Seems like it's on another planet. It's just the nineties, but it's so, so, so nineties. I know. Oh. That's why it's a time capsule, and it deserves to be watched. It's it like miscongeniality. This life, but not as good. Oh yeah, uh, and this life is our age. Well, no, a lot of our listeners won't know what this life is, but um, egg. That's all you need to know. Andrew Lincoln and Jack Davenport. There you go. Uh, like friends, but it was a drama, and it was pretty risque and. Felt pretty fresh it was a time. tad. It was a tad Roscoe. Yes. Yeah, we like risque things. But to get back to what we were talking about before. Jack CD. <laughs> well, Arcadia finishes. And I always thought it was sad that they never released a compilation of older games on one CD. Uh, the old Atari classics. Yeah. Hey, why not? They're, they're, there is a call for that. They could and have whacked a load of those on a CD. They could have done. They could have done like a 50, 100 game compilation. Can you imagine? Just, yeah. Why would you want to play those old Atari games? Missile Command. Dude, uh, hello, Missile Command, uh, Adventure. Frogger. Uh, uh, you know, Yars. Pac-Man. Hello. Those are not good. Ge- I mean, they were good at the time, but... Oh, people are shouting now, Rob. People are shouting, like, why? I asked, I, I chucked one more curveball. I asked one more question. 
Oh. Uh, and I asked, do you feel there is room for a new Jag Duo Mini? Uh, and if so, which must-have games and accessories should be incorporated? So in case you don't know, a Jag Duo would have been a new console which combined the obviously Jag CD and the, and the cartridge, all in one glossy, uh, lovely package. But we yeah. can make a new Mini version now. What do you reckon, Rob? I think it's something you'd love to have. <laughs> so they've got at least one sale in the bag. They've got one, yeah. So good old Clint, good old Clinty boy, he said, asking if there's room for a tiny console seems humorous to me, but most certainly I'll take a Jag Geo in any form. And he's done like a winky Ooh. face. Nice. As far as must-have games and accessories, a pro controller and fear would be a nice inclusions. Um, again, another game that never came by, but another sort of sought after unreleased Jag game. Uh, Sir Links a lot. He finishes by saying, I think that would be a cool idea, but probably one of interest, uh, only of interest to current Jaguar owners and fans, of which there might be hundreds. That's probably not enough for a product like this to be viable. Oh. So I guess the answer is no, there is no room for a Jag Duo Mini. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Stephen Moss, he says, given that, number one, the CD library is so small, is a CD unit virtually unnecessary? <laughs> and uh, Carl or Saint might solve the CD emulation, making a CD unit unnecessary anyway. So, you know, oh, good old God. Saint and his uh, Jag, Jag um, Everdrive thingy. Yeah. So he said, I would say not really, only as a cheap alternative to getting the original Jaguar soft, uh, console. Um, but he did say it'd be great to have like Jag Links, uh, the network and HD, HDMI output and stuff like that. Um, as for games, he said, it will be great if they're like, um, AVP, Iron Soldier, stuff like that. But, um, not really. And that's, then, that's a key problem with a Jag, isn't it? With like trying to get output into a, into a HD TV. So that would answer yeah. a lot of questions. I know you got like the kit, I don't know if my listeners will know, you got the kitty box, haven't you? I haven't got it. No, but you have, oh, no, yeah. you have it exists. It's available, doesn't yeah. it? So German company have made it. It costs like a hundred euros. Yeah. And I think, they really run out of them quickly, don't they? Oh, my word. They, they, so they sell like hotcakes. You can't. And I think people are trying to flog secondhand ones for ridiculous prices. But that's the only way to... Because you can whack it through the scar, but it looks it looks bad. It's really, it's really blurry. I've persisted with it just because yeah. I want to play my Jag games. But it's blurry, isn't it? So, that, yeah, Jag Duo. Jag Duo HDMI. Jag Duo, Rob. You can finally play Primal Rage on its CD quality glory. Yeah, CD quality real monkey effects. A game that I never played in the arcade. But <laughs> no, but Rob, a you're a... Hi- not many people play. I know no, Rob is a fan of Highlander. Yeah. And the only way you can play Highlander, the cartoon version game, is on the Jag CD. Well, I didn't even know that game existed, so... <laughs> it does, apparently. I've learned that today as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll finish off then. So Lost Dragon says, define room. He said, <laughs> is there room for it? There is a niche market of collectors who would yes. instantly buy it at the moment it was released. Adrian and, and it, Dylan. It would look sweet on display under a glass case. I have to say, the Jag Duo did look pretty cool. Yeah. Look, I've look, never seen a picture of it. It looked pretty of futuristic. I don't think you actually told me you bought a Jaguar. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got one. I got one for like more than a year now. Maybe two years, I can't really remember now. Well, not... Time just seems to blur when you have a Jaguar. Yes, yeah, you clearly play it so often that it's <laughs> slipped your mind. I mean, my, I've, I've got a whopping four games for it. So I have aforementioned Checkered Flag. About a third of the games in, lol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AVP, which is standard. Tempest, standard. Okay. Uh, and Sensible Soccer. So standard. Three out of four ain't bad, really. Ain't too shabby. Three out of four ain't bad. Um, so Lost Rand goes on, but if you mean could there be a commercial market for it, like the PlayStation Mega Drive Mini... He said, with the pitiful Jaguar CD commercial games library, hell no. It's odd, though. Like, people say this, but if it actually went out to market, you know loads of people would buy it. You know, people it's are got like, that kind of crazy 
People are thinking, yes. oh my god, I've never played an Atari Jaguar before. And now there's like a mini, like, f- like and flash console. No one is going to think that. No, but oh, Rob, come on, man. they could actually shrink the controllers and everyone would be happy about that as well. We could test the market. <laughs> we could, we could mock one up and like put a picture out and then say, oh, look, this is in development and see what people say. But the key selling point for these is that A, nostalgia and B, people want to play the games. And neither yeah. of those things are true for the Jaguar. Play Jaguar games, they're properly nostalgic. Yes, I've played Jaguar games at Adrian's house. <laughs> I forced it. We did a whole game tournament. Some basically. of them are so horrific. They all just burn, you know, scarred for life. There are games that are worse than Bubsy 3D, which... Club Drive. Club Drive. <laughs> yeah, Club Drive is literally the worst game I've ever played <laughs> in my entire life. That's Men Can't Jump is up there as well. Haven't we Ooh. interviewed people that have worked on Club Drive? I think they have, yeah. Didn't BJ West work on it? I, I think, think he might have done. Oh, sorry, BJ. Uh, sorry, <laughs> well, no, BJ's going to get the uh, Black Ice White Noise working finally for the Jag Duo Mini. I think that's That would be good. And that <laughs> actually finished the game, which, how, how much percentage was it finished? 50%? No, it was a bit about 60, 70%, I think, done. Oh, God. So there's still quite a lot of... Lot yeah. to do there. Um, okay, that that probably won't happen. So Arcadia just finished this by saying, given the price of the Jag and the Jag CD nowadays, maybe mm. I'd rather have an Atari Mini that included all their consoles. It'd be an easier sell, I imagine. If the Atari VCS is a success, and I doubt it, maybe yeah. the Jag games are a feature they'll add later on, on top of the classic games they promised will be on it. What do you reckon? That's a good angle for the VCS, actually, because that, that, that's had a bit of, I don't know if a bit Rob of a kick would in. be aware, but Atari yeah. are trying to make a new old console at the moment. They've got a lot of backing, but there's already rumors of the project tanking. Ooh, yeah. Shocking. Um, shocking. But it's, it's not the old Atari. It's some company that's bought the Atari name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not Atari. It's someone else. But the, that Atari console is, we may not never see, we, we may never see it. So we should be ashamed. But if we did, yeah, why, why doesn't it like have like Jaguar games and stuff on it? Why Do not? It? Why not? Yeah. Do it. Do it. Um, Do it. final sort of thing, cause Lost Dragon, he likes to rustle a few feathers, isn't he, old Lost Dragon? Oh, mate. He chipped he in, he said, back. he doesn't know, but he said, well, he said he gave us a follow up question to me. Can you believe the cheek? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, someone asking us a question? How dare they? I know. He said, I think the arcade attack guys need to ask a bigger question. Are you ready for this? Why do you keep doing Jaguar pods? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> We've, I've already asked that question. <laughs> no, the question is, how many add-ons and all-in-one later devices were successful for their parent companies? And he, he, he actually included the Mega CD, so full circle deals. Stop saying full circle, Amy. <laughs> uh, not, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's something that had to be done. You know, when, when I spoke to Tom Kalinsky... Uh, he said that it's some, it's a route that Sega kind of had to take. Like, he doesn't, okay, the Mega CD wasn't a commercial success as much, but it's just the way that gaming was going, wasn't it? So they had to get on board with that. So it's not, it's ne- not necessarily something that was successful, but it's something that game, gaming needed, didn't it? Yeah. Didn't I it? mean, there was, what else is in that bracket? So 32X is in there, obviously. 32x. Um, the, yeah. the, the N64 had that weird thing you can ch- the, the the weird thing you can put below it. Yeah, I, I forget. Even I need for Japan, the Amiga 1200, it? you had a CD-ROM drive. I That's think right. That was very short-lived. Obviously, it was trying to emulate the CD32. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of those have gone by yeah. the wayside. Shame. They're, they're pretty cool when you add them on. Shame. I think a lot of it stems from there weren't enough development tools. So these houses were kind of getting their their hands on the product and the dev kits didn't have the tools to make amazing games and they were too led by the FMV stuff. So yeah. Rob's missed it. I was speaking about Road Avenger earlier and stuff like Sewer Shark and you know the stuff that actually made decent 
you know make decent use of FMV, but there's so many like other dross like FMV games that like Corpse Killer and stuff that I just don't want to touch. Like I don't want to I don't want to taint it with you know what take my memories count as an accessory here. Peripheral thing you stick onto a console to yeah. enhance. Yeah, it, so I you suppose. have like a base. You have like a base unit, and then the four CD, player adapter count. The C, no, the CD sixteen bit. I, I think that's too too little. I'd, Something that's meant to enhance the game. So maybe not the gaming experience, but like enhance the the capabilities of, of yeah. the thing. But you're right. The CD. There's not been many successes, has there? Really, when we think about that. I don't think there's been any. I think it just kind of. It's a way of companies to kind of bridge the gap rather than releasing a brand new console do, that's do you know, CD-based. There's a In business, that's called an extension strategy. Um, you're adding value to your current product, and it is usually a very sort of quick fix. And it's Or it's, in this term, not adding much value to any of these products. Yeah, <laughs> uh, basically, yeah. But we still love them. Mate, I said, look, you know, as I said, when, when, when us three got interviewed by the Retro Hour, um, I'm going to keep on saying that today, uh, <laughs> the Mega CD is the greatest thing I, I, I own retro gaming-wise. Just because of the way, just the way it runs and like the little access lights and like this load up screen and the fact that my Mark One, you know, Mega, Mega Drive Genesis like sits on top of it. It's just a beautiful thing. And that's yeah. why, you know, people want, you know, you've got the Mega Drive Mini now. People want the pointless Mega yeah. CD and 32X bit to go on top of it because it, of how yeah. it looks and what that kind of feeling of nostalgia and what it, you know. So you've got the tower of. The Tower of Pooh. <laughs> you ain't got the full caboodle quite yet, but no, but we have, we have to combine them, don't ooh, we? Ooh, yes. Oh, if that God. ever happens, <laughs> oh, if it ever happens, yeah. And if one of us gets a thirty-two X, then yeah. of course, because then there's thirty-two X CD games. Well, we're gonna we might talk well. about them in the near future. You never know. Maybe if we ever get around to ever bridging that gap, um, <laughs> we'll do it. But yeah, so you mentioned earlier, yeah, someone said they'd go for a duo. Because of the sheer price of the Jag CD oh, man. and the Ridiculous. console. So the console, like, now will cost you, like, 150 quid. Yeah, for a, for a, a Jag, a Jag maybe, yeah. Like, one, one controller. Yep. The Jag CD will cost you about 300, 400 Ooh, quid. I saw someone on eBay the other day, like, f- going up to five, 600 quid. I'm not even joking. I've seen boxed ones for 500 quid. Yeah, well, that's not bad, actually. That's things going so, right now. It's crazy. That's, that's mad money. That's mad money. And they need looking after Jag CDs... As Egan will testify, need looking after. Do you want to shout at me? Because I played my Jag CD today, and I thought, oh, I thought, oh my god, what have I done? I thought I broke it. What I did put, you do? I put a C, I put, I put Mist on on top. I didn't realize on top of another game in there. So I turned it on. Yeah. I was like, this. Why is it playing Space Ace? And like, what's that rattling noise? <laughs> I'm like, have I broken my. I was like, this. This is not Space. I'm supposed to be playing Mist. I put it on top. In a four hundred p and a four hundred pound worth. I know. Piece I don't. I feel like an equipment. idiot. You've put two CDs in there. <laughs> Rob's face now, he's, he's shaking his fist at me, going, what an idiot. I was yawning. <laughs> <laughs> Rob was like, oh, that's old news, man. Adrian yeah. making a mistake with consoles? I've heard that a million times. That's, it is mad. It is mad how much they cost. Yeah. So, but you mentioned it slightly earlier. There are ways that people can enjoy the CD I went half circle. Without, oh, you went half circle. You almost got there. Um, without actually forking out for... The peripheral thing. So, Mega CDs, you can get for about 100 quid, actually. Yeah. Uh, maybe even a bit less. So, they're not too bad. But how on earth are you going to save up that much money for a Jag CD? But now, that's why we've got the Jaguar SD. SD, yeah. SD. So, I'll put a little link to the article in the show notes. But there is... So, James Bolton of... Yeah, that's the one. Of Retro HQ has made a EverDrive 
type thing, and one of the guys mentioned yeah. in comments, where he's hoping that not only will it play the ROMs from the Jag card yeah. games, but they will play the CD games as well. And th- that's mm. big news. That's big news, because a lot of people thought it's not possible, but fair play. He reckons it's possible. It's not available yet, the CD ones, but he's working on it. I no, think he's working on yeah. it. So you can pre-order the thing for 140 quid? Mm. 140 pounds? I don't know what that translates to in, in dollars and euros. But So you can get one of those. You can get a pre-order of one of those. So again, you can get those whopping 60 Jaguar games bang on there. The, the 11 CD games, maybe. The 11 CD games, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. There's a question mark. Yeah. But, you know, if you think, if you think about it, if he gets that working, would you not say that's good value for money? That's, I think that's pretty uh, decent value for money, right? Yeah, why not? 140 quid as opposed to 500 pounds or 300 pounds. And even like Jag games, a lot of them are going for like 60, 70 quid now. Unless oh. you get the sort of dirt cheap ones, like, but there's not many of those left anymore. I mean, that 500 pounds is not. It's about, it's a measure of its scarcity rather than its That's, yeah. greatness. No, no, Rob's rock spot on. So the thing is still worth £500. Like, if you buy it for £500, it, it will still be worth £500. Collectible. I don't think it's worth that in terms of no. renewable gaming it, system. No, Rob, I'd be the first to admit it doesn't really add much. And I think most of the CD games could have been put in the carts anyway. But it yeah. was it was Jag's sort of last throw of the dice, and it unfortunately didn't work for him. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. I think... We we love the Jaguar. It just just looking at it. It's an underdog, isn't it? Looking at when when you've got the little toilet seat like Jag CD. <laughs> I had yeah. to mention it at one point. Yeah. Little toilet, you know, the little toilet seat Jag CD sitting on top of it. It's just a lovely thing to look at, and it looks so nineties. It just it's unbelievably nineties. Someone actually we've um just in uh actually it should be another interview. I've forgotten who it is, but he's got a picture of he's painted a Jaguar white, or he's got like a white in, shell for it in um. Kind of in res- response to the dental company that bought the shells of the Jaguar. Yeah. Oh man, it actually. Oh, it looks amazing. It just looks like like a pure white. Plus, like, like if you Jaguar. need to go to the dentist and you can't really afford it, just whack in the old white Jag and Bob's your uncle. Bring an old Jaguar. What actual machine was it in the dentist? <laughs> I think it was. Oh, I can't remember now. Who knows? Like some kind of really like clunky drill. So you like <laughs> like you start like kind of like approaching someone like with an Atari Jaguar. Like I'm going to start drilling your teeth now. Yeah, or, can you imagine? Was it? it was like I supposed to be like a, I think it was like a supposed to, like um yeah like a simulator dr- dentist game. Can you imagine? Simulator <laughs> dentist game. <laughs> it was like a training like a training tool. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So yeah. So anyway, going back to the retro HQ thing. So you can pre-order one of those, and I think I think. I think they haven't sold out. I think he's, I think there's still, there's still a chance to get one. There is now for the Mega Drive. Oh, something called the Mega SD. Rob, have you heard <laughs> of the Sounds a bit dodgy. The Mega SD. Nope. So I remember looking at this a while ago and it's 200 pounds or thereabouts. Oof. Or when I was looking at it, it might have gone up. It is an EverDrive. So you know like how I've got an EverDrive for the Mega Drive. It's an expanded EverDrive that also plays CD-ROMs. So Ooh. you can play on it. What it does, it kind of acts as the Mega Drive library and also the Mega CD library. Not 32X. And I think it plays 32X games as well. Oh. Actually, yeah. So it plays like everything like per- peripheral-wise. It will play on a... On you, so you've got your bog-standard Mega Drive. You're whacking this 200-pound bit, bit of kit and you've got all of that at your fingertips without having to buy... The That's peripherals. Good. Does that sound like something that would interest you? It would interest me more than the £140 Jaguar <laughs> CD. Could you imagine if some really crazy person 
Yeah. They actually invented a new console called the Peripheral, and it only played games that were made for the peripherals of all other consoles. <laughs> so only Jag CD, only Mega CD, only 32X, but none of the sort of none of the core good no, games, none of that, just the peripheral games. <laughs> but that would actually be pretty good because those are the systems no one actually had. Yeah, yeah, do it. What do you call it? The peripheral? Cool? No, the no, peripheral. That's, cool. No, um, it'd be pretty weird, wouldn't it? On the periphery? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Feeling not it? name of assistant. Oh, shut up. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, going back to the Mega SD. So, is this thing worth buying? I only know one person that has one. You're Egan. looking at him. Egan has one. <laughs> so, so Simon's got one. And I asked him, I know he's a busy guy. He fixes. There's nothing that he can't fix. So, he's, he's recommended that you should get your Jag CD and Jaguar serviced. Otherwise, they may go pop. Does so, he provide loans as well? <laughs> Does he provide what? Loans. <laughs> Loans. <laughs> um, he, uh, maybe a, a, like a really high interest rate, so I could, I, we could ask him. Who services uh, like old game consoles? This yeah. guy. Seriously. There's, there's a whole like network of people who make sure that these things still still run. There's yeah. loads of guys on the, the retro realm sort of group yeah. that we're on and they're out there, man. They need, they need to be there because the stuff expires. Stuff like the Jag, Mega Ooh, CD. You're scaring, man. Uh, Amiga CD32s, Amiga 500 Pluses are a big one. If anyone's got one of those at home, I would get someone to look at that because I think the capacitors in that go pop. So, and the battery, I think the battery in that leaks because they used a cheaper battery for that version. So, I mean, you've got a 500 plus, haven't you? No. Oh no, 600. No, that's long gone, man. That's in the, that's been in the dump for yonks. Why did you put it in the dump? The coffee, there's a, co- I told you the coffee spilled on it. Ah, oh, the coffee. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, you probably just the coffee. Do you, want to, do you want to really hear this coffee story again? Because I will One say One of the it. greatest stories no. in arcade attack history. <laughs> Man, you could have probably just like put it through the dishwasher. I know. Look, we, 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 to be honest, it broke. And this was, we didn't really play the Amiga much anymore. We didn't really think about it before it's broken throw it away. Mm. We were dumb teenagers. Oh, man. Oh, they could have saved it. There could have been some save there. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, going back from that. So anyway, yeah, there are loads of guys. And obviously like, there's guys that look after the arcade machines. So, legends. Anyone, if anyone is doing that, that listening to this right now, you are legend. Uh, so let's go back to the Mega SD. So I asked Simon a lot of questions because, you know, how it looks, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll read. So the first thing I wanted to know was what the presentation was like because you're paying 200 pounds or something. You know, is it worth, you know, is it a nice thing to own? So he says, uh, it comes in a very nicely themed box. Uh, the device itself looks the part yet stands out as it's modelled on the Mega Drive Virtua Racing cartridge. Mm. That's good. Mm, so like the big old cartridge, the big old Virtua Racing MD cartridge. Sticks out like a sore thumb, but it's... <laughs> it's lovely though, right? Yeah, lovely no, to cool. look at. Yeah, okay. Um, the other thing I asked him was, um, if my phone will play ball here, is you want to know how the thing works. So is it easy to use? So he says, um, the firmware is stored, is stored on the device itself rather than the SD card. So that's Ooh. good. So the SD card, you can just whack on the, the games on that and it will just rattle off for you. So that makes it easier to put stuff on. Um, is it pre-installed? So, yeah. So the firmware is already on the thing. Yeah. So the, the SD card, you would have to locate your own ROMs and everything, but there are, there are still sites. As, as much as Nintendo try and shut them all down, there are still sites where you can get the stuff. All right. Uh, so as long as valid games are on the micro SD card, it detects what hardware configuration you have and will only show games that you can play. For example, if you do not have a 32X add-on, 
you will not see 32x games available. Oh, there you go. Good. So, <laughs> so you were like, oh, I don't have the other. Oh, you won't see them. Um, if you have a 32x attached, um, Sega Master System games are hidden as that hardware add-on prevents Master System mode from being enabled. So same as the real SMS converter. Mm. Yeah. So that's a little bit of thing. So it's not, it doesn't replace the, the 32x as such. But it does replace the old, the old Mega CD. Mm. That's strange, isn't it? Um, let's see. Um, the build, so I asked about, about the build quality. So whether it was, you know, obviously, you know, built nicely. Uh, the cartridge itself uses very decent quality translucent smoke gray plastic. Good. That's nice. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Sony's PlayStation Dual. Dual? Never heard of that. Oh no. Sony's PlayStation DualShock controller ah. and memory card variants. Lots of attention to detail with the case design and does look like it could have been an authentic product of the time. Suddenly they did not camphor and bevel the cartridge edge. All that means, I'm just going to sort of, it means it doesn't, it doesn't fit snugly like a, like a Mega Drive cart would. Oh, boo. So he had to modify it so it fit into his laser active, I think. So that's, that's a big kind of flaw with the thing. So mm. if you're, Looking to get it into a laser active uh, or a Nomad, if you've got one of those, uh, then it won't fit properly. But if you just got a standard Mega Drive, boom, it goes straight on there. Uh, I asked him how you know Mega Drive and CD games play. Yeah. Uh, he says, unless a game has no not outstanding issues, the game should play the same as the real thing. Nice. So this is what he has uh, experienced currently. Uh, one of his favorite things has been playing Master System games with FM sound. Wow. Yeah. Um, FM sound support on his Pioneer Laser Active. Uh, with the Sega S1 PAC. Previously, when trying this with another popular flash cart I had on loan, there were issues which was disappointing. So it's better than that. Mm. Uh, with the Mega SD, uh, the SMS games work perfectly with FM sound. I don't think I've ever played a, a Master System with FM sound before. So that's pretty mad. So yeah, what does Psycho that? Fox sound like in real life? I don't want to know. Hi, I'm Psycho Fox. Welcome. I want to know. Uh, so the value for money, I mean, I'll make it, you know, I'll let you guys make it your own minds. It's 200 quid, but yeah, come on, you can play those mega CD games, you know, and if you've got the 32X, you can play those 32X games as well. Um, it raises a point. This is coming from outside the EU. So. <laughs> Is this, so he listens this before or after of, 31st. <laughs> regardless, well, no, regardless of Brexit, it's coming from outside the EU anyway. So he says you have to expect a £45 to £50 custom fee on top of that. Plus your delivery, 270 quid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's pushing the price of a Jag CD. I'll stick to my Jag Duo Mini, thanks, dude. I know, it's mad, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, the, the value for money thing might not be quite there. Um, but he does say it is, you know, if you think about, you have to get, you have to have a mega CD serviced over the years. This mega SD doesn't need any servicing. It's an EverDrive. So make it that what you will. Uh, I asked him for it because he's quite a technical guy. Obviously he fixes consoles. I asked him, you know, is there anything technical that, 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 that he could tell us? I'm going to read this verbatim because I don't really understand. <laughs> so he says, um, I use mine regularly as a diagnostics device as well as backing up customer Mega CD saves to SD card before working on the hardware. Recently, I had a Mega Drive that worked fine for all intents and purposes until you tried to use it with a Mega CD, then it would crash. 
Uh, upon testing with the Mega SD, I was able to replicate the exact same behavior when loading the Mega CD BIOS up. Uh, this led me to suspect the main CPU might be damaged, the Motorola 68000, legendary little chip there. Um, and sure enough, replacing it resolved the issue with both the Mega SD and the real Mega CD hardware. Uh, because the Mega SD rules out any physical edge connector issues, so where the two sort of perif- per- where the peripheral meets the console, um, it meant that there was something going on internally with the Mega Drive itself. Uh, without the device to aid me, I would have likely wasted an evening continually testing everything between the Mega Drive and the Mega CD hardware. So there you go. So if you fix consoles, then the Mega SD is worth a pun as well. So he's smart, we're dumb, basically. He's smart, we're dumb. <laughs> but yeah, so Mega CD, I think is the best thing I own. There is an alternate to owning one, but I I I like having one. Would you have one, Rob? You 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 know, if someone said, "Here's a Mega CD with a with a Mark One Mega Drive," would you take it? Yeah, it's a great looking uh, piece of hardware. Seeing yeah. as this is the last time we'll be speaking about the Mega CD, probably. What are your sort of Mega CD highlights? Uh, I guess Thunderhawk, obviously. Oh, yeah, oh, Sonic CD. Yeah, we haven't really mentioned that. That's a good game. Sonic yeah. CD was a big one. We might, I guess, go back to that. And I can sum up Sonic CD look. in three words. <laughs> Very confusing Sonic. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think those are the two I always kind of come back to. Obviously, Night Trap and the FMV games. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, those. Right, excellent. Um... Adrian, last words on the Jag CD. I know you look really sad when I said that. But. Because I'm going to break it. I'm going to try and put three games in it once. So it's, it's, it's last legs, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, the Jag CD. It's not necessary, but it's just cool to have. You know what I mean? I feel quite proud to own it. Um, there's not many working left in, in the wild. So if you see it available, pick one up. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else... You can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.